Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. So, let's be frank. We're not going to be in the physical space of the theater anytime soon. And as I mentioned toward the top of this interview, perhaps a little too dogmatically, I personally have a difficult time with Zoom theater, as it's called. I'm sure there's some great work being done in that realm, but for me, it just doesn't scratch the itch in the same way as being live in a dark room with my cohort. But as we get into through this conversation with Mark Blankenship, editor and founder of The Flash Paper, theater artists are, of course, still making things and still finding ways to keep our community working, communicating, and most importantly, together. We'll start with that conversation kind of already in progress. Take a listen. Well, and I want to say, too, I appreciate so much that you were open to me just totally cold calling you, as it were. And uh, it's such a treat to get to talk to you about all this. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for uh, for writing me and, and pitching it, because in these uh, these our current times, it is not. Uh, I, I've got to do one episode. I did an episode about um, this is not a theater company's <laughs> play in your bathtub. Yes. But uh you know, you can't really see much theater, and uh, I, I will just go on record, uh, whether this makes the podcast or not, as saying, like, I can't do Zoom theater. I just, I can't do it. Um, I struggle with it as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, my company does this series of radio plays every month, and uh, we did it a couple of times since this has started. But uh, even that, it's just like, it's hard for me to make this stuff happen um, because it all feels so strange. So yes, maybe that's a, maybe that's a good, a great place to start here talking about these, uh, these strange times and the strange ways that we're interacting with such abnormal, strange theater. So um, I do like to start with everyone's name on the mic. So let me know who you are and what you did on the flash paper. Great. Uh, my name is Mark Blankenship. I am a theater journalist, editor, host, and uh, I recently created the print-only journal, The Flash Paper, colon, Theater's Thoughts on Right Now. It is a biannual, which I think I'm using correctly to mean twice a year, print journal that invites a collection of independent theater artists to respond to a prompt about an urgent current event. And they can respond in any genre that they choose. So in our first issue, which just went on sale in June of 2020, uh, the contributors ended up responding to the prompt, what will it be like when social distancing ends, with everything from original plays to hand-drawn comics to photo essays to manifestos. And it's a real treat for me as someone who loves to get my hands as deep into the dirt of theatrical ideas as I can to be able to support so much uh, thinking about the theater, but also theater's relationship to the rest of the world. And I'm also really happy to say that the flash paper is designed to pay people very uh, equitably so that for every issue, uh, every copy of issue one that is sold, one dollar goes to every single one of our 12 contributors. I get a dollar. My colleague who designed the issue gets a dollar. And then two dollars and 50 cents of every issue sold goes to the Indie Theater Fund, which will then use that money to support indie artists throughout New York City. So it's both an act of journalism and an act of fundraising. And heck yeah, Indie Theater Fund. Uh, I would be lying if uh, I didn't say that the reason that I 
was drawn to this. Like the reason I heard about it was through Indie Theater Fund and being a big supporter of uh, Indie Theater Fund and everything that Randy Berry does for the community. I was like, I got to, yeah, heck yeah, I'm going to support this thing. Uh, even before I got the, the message from you saying, hey, you want to you chat about this thing I made? And then the, the, the follow up message of, holy cow, you ordered the thing I made already. Uh, do you want to talk about it? Which was really cool. So um, I have only read, uh, I think, like the first five or six. I think I'm through like page 70 or so. Um, yeah. So I can't Great. talk about everything in depth, but I definitely have gotten, I think, an, uh, an idea of the breadth of what it is you're doing, of what the uh, contributors were going for here. So far, I've gotten um, a comic from. Uh, past podcast guest Anne Halliday. I've gotten a manifesto. I've gotten what seems to be like a, a Skype chat um, about uh, intimate relationships. Uh, there's a ton going on in here, including an intro from David Henry Wong. Uh, that to me was like kind of, I want to start there talking about um, the introduction because yeah. I loved what and he said in two pages, which is. Um, the he he really focused on the communal aspect of this whole thing, um, yes. And I think that seems to be what the flash paper is about. But at its core, it's what I personally I think am missing so much about theater right now, and what theater at its best is supposed to do. Um, community theater is such a uh, can can be too many too many people. Um, a derisive term, like a uh, a lesser than form of uh, this this art form that we do, and I, I can't help but think of my one of my mentors from college who taught me and brilliantly, you know, that's that's where theater happens. That's what mm-hmm. theater is all about: is like creating community. And community theater should ideally be what what we're all striving for. So. Uh, I don't want to, you know, monopolize the conversation here with my thoughts on what this is all about. Um, but can you talk about community um, and, and how you uh, did, did uh, David Henry Wong come to you with that idea? Or did you say write about that for us? Like, um, talk to me about the idea of community in this piece. Yeah. And, and by in this piece, do you mean his forward or the whole issue? I mean, uh, the I kind of mean the whole project, <laughs> the whole yeah, flash paper so idea. The, um, the flash paper was a seed of an idea about a year ago when I went out to a diner with Randy Berry, the aforementioned and exceptional Randy Berry. She and I have a tendency to go to a diner once every three months and just spitball things with one another because um, I find her very inspiring and I like bouncing ideas off of her. And I had this notion that there was um, a way to create a publication that would allow lots of artists to talk and to get paid Um, And my whole concept of why I do this work is rooted in what you were just saying about the sense of a community. Because when I was working as the editor of Theater Development Fund's online magazine, TDF Stages, which I founded in 2009, I got really excited by the idea that I could use my online magazine to tell the stories of artists who don't get featured as much in the more mainstream theater press. Because I feel like the people with whom I have had the most exciting conversations and have felt the most sense of communion have been people who are out there sort of in the trenches working hard to make it happen in circumstances that are often mind-bogglingly challenging. 
And the sense of camaraderie that I've had with those artists has been really gratifying and keeps pulling me back to my own history in community theater, like you were just talking about. When I was growing up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, I did, gosh, like 14 plays that the community youth theater uh, put on. And it was this transformative, important experience for me that I will never, ever forget. And so the feeling of belonging to a group of people who were committed to something, who were making something that they cared about, but were also really trying to develop a way of being in the world that involved collaboration and listening and kindness, those people very often came into my life through my connections to off-off-Broadway and independent theater. So I've been doing everything that I can in my own career to boost the independent theater community and this idea of making this magazine just seemed like a great idea like a year ago like i said but i was always thinking well like what would the first issue be about it needs to be about something it can't just be here's 12 random pieces and then obviously covid and all of the subsequent uh horror of that uh, arrived and gave us a clear focus for what the issue should be about was this and- so was this issue already planned and like okay we're gonna do issue one what is it gonna be pandemic hits holy cow it's going to be about the pandemic or was it like i'm going to do this thing we get to pandemic okay pandemic's a really great place to start this paper yeah it was more about so last fall the independent theater fund did their annual big give where they pull names out of hats and give the people whose names are pulled money and i made a little presentation about the magazine then it had a different name but it was still this project and we, Randy and I were looking at each other and thinking, well, gosh, you know, when we find the time, we'll do it. <laughs> then I got laid off from all of my jobs in March and didn't have anything else to do. And then was like, gosh, this is a this is the time. It just felt like not only do I have the time, but it feels like it would be meaningful to be able to reach out to some folks and say, hey, make something. And then hopefully it will be meaningful to audiences to be able to say, hey, here's a bunch of work that theater people made that you can hold in your hands and you can have it in your home or wherever you're quarantining and you can just have it. So it became this opportunity I felt like to say, hey, oh my gosh, all of these people, we can make something together and we can get paid together and we can do it collectively. And it's like sort of socialist of me, I guess, which I, okay, that's fine. I acknowledge that. I, I can't not be who I am. So it just felt like a way to sort of um, create a collective experience of good in a time of great crisis. And then all of that, as I started to talk about it, led me to people um, that I know through other parts of my life in the theater who I wanted to see if they would like to be involved. And the woman who wrote the afterward, Sarah Treem, is a longtime friend of mine. She created the TV show The Affair on Showtime, among other things. And after she had signed on to write the afterward, we were talking about the project. And then she is longtime friends with David Henry Wong, and so she set me up with him, and I emailed David and said, this is what we're doing, this is how it will benefit artists, here is the prompt that I'm giving everyone, what will it be like when social distancing ends, and I'll tell you, Robert, he came back with this, with, that was it, like, all I gave him was the prompt, and this is what he delivered, and it was really exciting and moving to me that he, in two pages, like you said, really captured the spirit of what we're going for here, which is just to say, hey, We are all members of a theater community and a larger community of Americans, and we can engage with one another in lots of different ways. We don't even have to agree with one another. There are pieces in the in the issue that disagree with one another, but we can use our own voices and our own perspectives and it can put it all together in this thing. And it can just be this testament to where we are right now. And the fact that David Henry Huang's piece clock or um, locks into that so clearly to me was really exciting. And it just 
was really clarifying for me too to think about yes in fact what we are doing here is a community theater project in the very best way and I, I will say, uh, I can't remember if we got this um, since we started the interview or not, but like, um, it, it's been really hard as a theater practitioner and somebody who sees a lot of shows um, and, you know, runs, go see a show, like a play, a, a podcast ostensibly about like going to see a show and then talking about that night's performances. You know, it's the immediacy, the liveness of it that mm-hmm. um, is what I'm all about. And it's what I always tell people I love about the theater. So in these quarantined times, it's been really hard to have that huge piece of myself not be present. It's like I can't access it in many ways. Like I've starting to read as many plays as I can. Um, you know, I'm listening to stuff whenever I can. But there's this big hole. And I found as I was reading the flash paper, like, um yeah like it it's sort of starting to fill that you know empty space in a um you know not not the same way that getting to under saint mark's and catching something wildly unique would would do but it it, it helped and it's uh so i'm, wondering, oh, I'm so glad i'm wondering what's uh thank you yeah, oh, i thank you for providing it um i'm curious to know if like what kind of reactions you've gotten from people is that are you hearing the same sort of thing from other uh, theater desperate nerds like me or are you um, wh- how are people are in- engaging with this that's a great question so the issue uh, has been we're recording this in mid-july so the issue has been out for about a month um, and people have been going to theflashpaper.com to order it I should say it's the only place to find it is at theflashpaper.com because if we had put it on Amazon or something the artist would have been would have lost a lot of money because of Amazon's cut so anyway, um, people have been responding to me with, I've just been getting um, emails through the Flash Papers email account, which is on our website, and then also from people I know, with just people getting really excited about one piece or another, and that to me has been so gratifying because it's like some people really get into the plays. There are three plays in here, and they're like talking to me about the plays, or they're like, this moment in the play I really loved, or this moment I was like, I don't know what this is happening. And it just the the joy of being able to dissect art, like you said, not dissect, well, yes, but to like lovingly think through art is so gratifying. And to be able to have been engaged in conversations about what's happening in these pieces because they are so meaty that they invite conversation has been wonderful. So I would say, yes, that has seems to be the spirit that's running through a lot of people's responses to it. And another thing that I uh, I didn't know I would feel as strongly as I did, but also other people seem to be feeling it too, is just having a thing to hold in your hands, like a physical thing that is not going to go away, but is also of the theater. It really, I found it really um, moving just to be like, this thing, it exists, it's real. It's no one can take it from us. Yeah. And in, with indie theater not happening at the moment. Yeah. It feels kind of good to say like, okay, this is like a, a little talisman from the indie world saying like, yeah. yes, we still exist. We are not giving up uh, despite the fact that several spaces are closing and, you know, we're, we're still going to make this happen. I hope. Yeah. And I mean, I, like you said, I know obviously that a, printed journal is not a replacement for the work that theater artists typically do but it is I just I felt so inspired just like getting to edit all of these pieces and 
the the volume of ideas that was coming at me, the level of energy, the enthusiasm, like Merope uh, Pepinides wrote the manifesto that opens the issue. And just I got to have this incredible conversation with her as we were in the editing process that lasted like an hour and a half. We were just talking through the ideas that she has about what the theater should be like after we come back. And it was just exhilarating. And I was like, I, I want to like be in a room with you and like make things or watch you make things because that energy is just so powerful and I'm like screaming in the microphone right now. I'm getting so worked up, but uh, it really is a reminder, like you just said, that we're not going anywhere. And it's really heartening to remember that. The folks that are in um, this particular issue, were they self-selecting? How did you um, how did you go about getting folks to contribute? Great question. Um, so I had Randy put out a call for submissions to the membership of the Indie Theater Fund. And then once I had seen those, I also looking at a couple of uh, aspects of what I wanted the issue to contain, also reached out to some people and invited them. So I would say that of the 12 pieces, eight of them came through the submission process and four of them were people that I reached out to personally. Is that how you uh, expect future issues to go? Yes, I do. Uh, we've already got uh, the next issue slated to arrive in early December on my birthday. It's neither here nor there. Um, and. Uh, I feel like it's going to be the same thing where it'll probably be that two thirds to one third ratio because I want to make sure that there are, there's room in here for me to always be surprised by what's coming in. And, and I want to also make sure that it's not just artists that I know, but I also am always thinking about like the balance of, well, we, I want there to be diversity across a lot of different vectors here. I want there to be um, a range of voices in terms of the genres of and styles of pieces, the types of career levels that people are at, and the amount of experience that they have. I want to make sure that we have um, diversity in terms of ethnicity, sexuality, gender. And so I'm in keeping all of those balls in the air, I feel like that's the best way to construct what hopefully feels like a robust representative issue. Do you know what the next issue will be about? Is there another, is the prompt set for the next? No, it is not. And I feel like it's important that I not know yet because the world keeps changing so much. I feel like it might be days before we send out the call for submissions that we decide what the prompt is going to be because the whole purpose of calling it Theater's Thoughts on Right Now as our subtitle is to make sure that the issue is responding to something that feels fresh. Like the... Issue got, I, I put out the call for submissions in late April, and then we had that issue for sale by early to mid-June. So we're talking like a two-month process total, and I there are things that are in the issue that still feel really relevant, and I don't want to predict the future too far in advance because I want that same energy to be in every issue going forward. So um, speaking of that energy, like what... I think we've sort of started to touch on this, but uh, I, I feel like the the natural question to kind of lead us um, out of this and to bring us to um, bring folks to go and check out the flash paper if they haven't already gotten their copy is like what should this do? Um, I mean, I think we we've talked a little bit about the community aspect. We've talked about um, you know getting the the thoughts of the theater. I, I intentionally tried to guide you toward giving that subtitle uh, there with that last yeah. question, because <laughs> yes. I love that. Um, you know, it's, I, I feel like what indie theater can do that a lot of um, other forms or like, I guess, more commercial uh, ven ventures can't do is like, we can be very, very current. Um, yes. So 
but all that is so leading to say, like, what do you want this to do? Where do you want this to go? I mean, we're, you're providing this really great resource that will, um, like, hopefully, uh, go see a show when it works at its best, chronicle um, what theater is, what the independent theater community is doing and thinking and uh, performing at, at the moment. But where will it go from here? I mean, biannual issues, still getting at the contemporary moments. Um, what else? What else can this this piece of art that you are creating do? Oh, I think about this all the time because I'm so uh, um, intoxicated by the opportunity to work on it. So I can't help but like imagine where it could go. Um, well, I know that in my dream, the flash paper is has a more national scope. That it's inviting artists from across the country to put their voices and their minds toward a prompt about a current event. And I hope that eventually we can even maybe start to do it quarterly. And in my dream, people start to get excited to see who's going to be talking in the next issue and to see what they're going to be talking about. And that the flash paper starts to become a, well, and this is one of the reasons that we call it the flash paper, is that it becomes like a, it becomes a, a spark for lots of people to have lots of conversations uh, and to about what's happening in the world right now. And that maybe this journal can be the spark that that launches conversations plays anything and i i want people hopefully to start to look forward to it and to think oh i'm interested to see what the flash paper says about this because by saying that what they're actually saying is i'm interested to seeing what lots of my fellow artists have to say and i just i i felt such um joy when I got this in the mail, and I want people to hopefully feel like I cannot wait to get this next thing in the mail that's like this little, it's this missive from all across the country of all these people who work in my field that care about these things, what are we all saying together? And I guess that I have now at long last talked myself into what I really mean, which is when people see the whoever is contributing to an issue, I hope that the feeling is not what are they saying, but what are we saying? That people start to feel like this is a, a a place for our collective voice as a theater community to speak. That would be the dream. That was an excellent answer to a very kind of crappy question on my part. So thank you. <laughs> I thought it was a great that was question. Beautiful. Thank you. That was a really, really great answer. Um, so yeah, I think, um, I think I'd love to, you know, one last thing I'd love to have you share with us um, what folks should do. Uh, we've already directed them to the website, but um, how folks can get this and what they should be thinking about if they would like to someday contribute. Uh, how, how do they go about doing so? Yes, I would be happy to tell you. So again, all business related to The Flash Paper is uh, housed at theflashpaper.com where you can also find uh, the opportunity to sign up for our mailing list. If you sign up for the mailing list, you will receive the call for submissions for all future issues because that is one avenue through which we will contact people. Theflashpaper.com is also where you can purchase the first issue and all future issues. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Flash Paper. It's all the, always at The Flash Paper on all those social media platforms. And we, I, I say we because I mean my colleague Ben, who is the wonderful uh, designer of the publication. So we would love to hear from you. I and mean, we're, we only feel like that the flash paper is successful in as much as it creates a larger sense of communal conversation. And part of that is hearing from folks. And I love to respond to people. So 
let's do it. <laughs> I love it. It's it's really it's a lot of uh, I'll, I'll editorialize here minorly. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, and it was really cool to receive this because it felt like getting, you know, like when you get your, um, like American Theater Magazine, or you get your, uh, um, theater like theater review, like it 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 felt like that in a way, but also like getting a really cool zine. <laughs> yes, that's exactly yes. I'm so glad to hear you say that. That was the vibe we were going for. It's it's like a mix of both, and like. You know, I like reading all the scholarly stuff, but I also at times feel like I feel like there's no connection between this and, you know, the basements that I dwell in and make theater in. And so um, this was a lot of fun to read because it felt like, oh, this is this is my people. Well, thank you so much for saying and that really is one of the other things that's so important to me about this. Like there are plays and comic books and like there's just so much different types of stuff in there. And I really did want it to have the variety of artistic points of view that you find in the independent theater. I, I know you can't ever put everything in, there's no way that a single issue of anything could capture that, but I did want it to get across the spirit of like, there's a lot of stuff going on and we're all thinking about the same thing, but we all respond to it in so many different ways. And I did not want it to feel like an academic journal. I wanted it to feel like zany in that sense. Like we've got room for everything. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking the uh, the time to chat with me, uh, physically distanced style. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad my 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 daughter didn't cry through most of it, uh, which is good. Hopefully, listeners, you will not have heard the uh, the minor protests as Mark was talking. I'll cut those out. And uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks again for doing this, and uh, all best on you know future future it, uh, issues. And and thanks so much for making sure that the um, proceeds from this not only benefit the people who are contributing but also the wonderful indie theater fund uh, if you are listening to this you are a part of the independent theater community um, unless you're just really curious about us uh, I can't imagine why else you'd be listening to go see a show but um, if you're not a member of the indie theater fund um, go check them out and make sure that you get involved Thank you, Mark, for taking the time to chat, for recording your end of the audio for me, and, of course, for this excellent new record of Theater's Thoughts on Right Now. As Mark mentioned, The Flash Paper is print only, so head to theflashpaper.com for a link to buy your copy and get it shipped to you in the mail. It's a cool physical document for our ephemeral form, and, of course, the contents are worth a read, as well as further discussion with your fellow artists. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert A.K. Gagno. You can find me on the internet at Robert Gagno, G-O-N-Y-O dot com. Until next time, read this unique document about the theater. Cool. Yeah, that was awesome. That was great. That it was so much fun. Thank you for the opportunity to talk to you and in such depth.